1: You can listen to me, Dominic Carter, live Sundays, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m., Monday through Thursday at midnight. Our guest about to join me is the real deal. She speaks from the heart, and she has put in the work on the ground. Over the years, she's had to bury not one, but two sons to gun violence. This is my podcast. Let's go. She's a committed, real community activist based out of Harlem, New York City, and her name, Jackie Rowe Adams. But let me be very clear. After burying two sons, she is also very much about accountability. No excuses, no excuses, no excuses, even from her own African-American community. And we say, hello, Jackie Rowe Adams. How are you? I am doing great. That and is you know fantastic. why I'm
2: great? Because it's people like you that keeps America aware of what's going on. And so we're blessed to have you and others to keep us abreast. And that make us blessed because some people don't have that.
1: In a minute, I'm going to play something for you that a New York City uh, major police union official uh, said. And that's the president of the New York City Detectives Endowment Association, Paul Giacomo. But before we do that, I do want to ask you this. Uh, d- does a mother Does a mother ever get over losing not one son but two sons to gun violence? You never get over it. You learn
2: how to deal with it. You learn how to survive. And you learn that by going to these support groups and being with others that have had the same uh, loss and problem and issue dealing with that healing process and dealing with that grieving. That's how you survive but you'll never get over it, and you know you have people say to you, "Oh, you still crying? You still sad? You'll get over it? No, you will not. With some time, people don't know what to say, but no, you will never get over it. But you will, especially. And what we say to to them, to the families, is, if you have other kids you have to stay strong and you have to move forward and that's how a lot of families survived because they have other children that they have to live for and that's how they make it.
1: it it is it is remarkable what you have done but 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 in terms of what you just said uh, staying strong and going forward, you've gone over and above. But I w- again, I want you to uh to to listen to this. This is Paul Giacomo the president of the New York City Detectives Endowment Association. This is from an event that I did with major police officials, where I was the MC, and this is what he told me. Please listen to this. How do we turn this around? How do we get back to the point where police officers are seen for what they are? absolute american heroes
0: well by doing things like we did today back the to blue is a, is a is a morale booster for the police department uh but we have to get more people in the community involved in, in policing again uh you got to raise the children in these communities to like the police not ha- hate the police and uh that's just the start because every time a new york city cop goes out there whether it be for a theft, to service a petted larceny and he or she takes his handcuffs out to handcuff that individual. They're putting their lives on the line. And I just want to put this in perspective. If you if you look over the years, uh, let's, for instance, in the Transit Police Department, every cop that was killed, just about every cop that was killed in the Transit Police was killed over a 35-cent fare. Yeah. Think about that. And they lost their life for a fair beat, right? And, uh, and now— um, we're letting Fair Beats, well, not now in the Chief Kemper, but we were letting people jump to turnstile uh, with no consequences. And uh, all those cops died in vain. Until now, we, we're starting to uh, enforce those laws again. Listen, there are laws on the books, and they have to be followed. If these politicians don't want us to make these arrests, we'll take those laws off the books. And so,
1: uh, Ms. Roe Adams, um, you, you, you never you never pull any punches. And what Mr. Giacomo said stunned me. In these communities, you have to raise the kids to like the police, not hate the police. You say what?
2: I say ditto to him. I agree with some of the things that he said. The only thing that I would say is in order for police to get respect, they're going to have to give respect. But when they give respect, people look at them like they saw they still get disrespected. And my thing is, we are in need of our police. Let them do their job. Let them do their job. And I heard him say something about elected officials. Well, he's absolutely right. And I was trying to find this um, uh, uh, um, piece that they came out with, uh, they had to, they come out with, and they approved, they approved it, that the police, like he said, if they put a handcuff on somebody, the community go up and on, but they're the ones who call and say, hey, we need you. So, I mean, you, you, you really, you really are putting your life on the line, and sometimes, it's not worth it, but that's their job. So they have to do it. But I know, and I don't know if you know, if you could think about what the city council just passed a bill. And it was about police doing their job but they have to write up every time. If they come visit you, they have to write it up. If they look at you outside and you stop outside, and, and so I'm just, you know, using a scenario. And you outside talking to the police, they want them to write it up. Now, who really needs that when, when up the street somebody getting beat up or shot? So that's taking up unnecessary time. So the elected officials do not allow the police sometimes to do their jobs and that's what needs to stop and we have elected officials that really turns the community against the police now I, you know i could name them i could name them but uh, <laughs> they need to stop if you're elected official, stop turning the community especially the kids against the police do we have perfect police no But do we have some great police? Yes. And the community, if you get in trouble, who you call it? Ghostbusters? No. You're going to call 911. And this is what I tell people. Now, I'm going to give you a good example, Dominique. Uh, um, NYPD came, and I'm sure across the states, across the country, across America, you have police officers that come to the churches speak to the, uh, the community, to the congregations. They want to stay engaged. They want to meet the people in the they community. They sure do. They sure they do. They really do. And they have to be given a chance. Who could give them a chance? The people in the community. And the elected officials, some of them, they want some votes. So what they do is they hear what the people saying, if, the, if, if they're a community is against the police, they go against the police instead of trying to fix it. And that's the truth because they want some votes. I know some elected officials, they scared to do certain things uh, 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 to keep order. I'm talking about the elected officials because people vote for them and look up to them because they think they're going to lose the vote because the people are going to be mad at them because they befriend the police. So this is what's going on. And it's true. You have And I have a problem with that because you have certain elected officials that causes a lot of chaos with the police in the community because at some point they had interaction, a bad interaction with the police due to what they did. And But that, I mean, that don't warrant uh, turning kids and turning the community against the police. We need the police. So that's what I have to say. So thank you. Uh, uh, um, that gentleman that just spoke. Thank you. Paul DiGiacomo,
1: union leader, police union leader.
2: That's right, the police union leader. And let me tell you, he's right on. And I feel so sad sometimes for the police, even though I know they, and you know what some of them say to me, Jackie, don't worry, this is our job. This is our job. So we try to do our job. I went down south, um, we just went down south to graduation for my nephew, South Carolina. And as we was driving through the south, you know, I haven't been to the south in 30 years. The, the, the police, we ran into the police, but not for something bad. You know, we were lost. Great direction. Great community service. Great welcoming that we were from New York. So this is all important. It's about the leadership. It's about the leadership that could bring people together, police and community.
1: Explain this to me. And we are chatting with Jackie Rowe Adams, a major community leader, community activist based out of New York City. And tragically, she had to bury herself, two sons, the gun violence. But explain this to me, please. I have never understood don't snitch, <laughs> don't cooperate with the uh, police. It is one of the most dysfunctional things I have ever heard in my life, Miss Adams. Well, guess what? You're not the only one, but
2: I've heard it because I hear it all the time. And you know who I hear from? Some people that might hear, me, hear this on the radio might not like what I said, what I'm going to say. But I'm sorry, I have to say it. Sometimes, Dominique, I say, oh, here we go. But you know what? The truth has to come out, and people have to say what it is. You have groups and organizations that's out here getting a lot of money, Dominique, to save our community. And they deal with kids. And do you know some of those groups do not want interaction with the police. And they tell, Wow! and this is real talk. This I is real talk. I know you know. Talk. I know. They tell us the kids, the kids, don't don't talk to the police. Don't say nothing to me the because they don't want to see the leaders of these or some of the leaders of these don't want to be seen talking to the police. Because the kids would say they snitch. Well, snitching to me is saving a life. It's not snitching. It's saving a life. Now, it's snitching when I say, Dominique, he, he took my cookie, or he took the cookie. That's snitching. But when you go and take somebody' life, and you see somebody with a knife or a gun, or you heard somebody say they're going to shoot John, or shoot Sue, or even their parents, That ain't snitching. That's saving the life. And I talk about that all the time. But it's still real. Again, it don't start with the little kids. It starts with the adults. It starts with the adults that's telling these teenagers, do not interact too much with the police, but I have to honestly say it's getting better because I think with myself and some others and they see the police is not just, and this is statewide, this is all over now. The police are really interacting more with the community after a lot of controversy after things. They're trying to get better. And so now the young people are interacting more and they're uh, 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 the snitching at this, not the snitching attitude. But I say again, it's a lot of groups and I hope they hear it Ready, a couple one, because they know me that's getting a lot of money. And I want them to stop turning these young people against the police. I beg them for the new year and every other year to stop turning these kids, young people, teenagers. And let me tell you, these younger kids, 12, 11, 10 years old, nine years old, oh, oh, I don't want to be with the police. They They, they might shoot me. But they, the police is getting shot. And see, so that's the attitude, and that's instilled in their head. And it's a lot of organizations, not a lot, so I'll take that back, but it is organizations that's out there, and if they're still doing it, Stop, and that's what I have to say. Because a lot of this comes from them. Even though we shooting and killing each other, they don't see that. They don't fight for that. Black on black crime. You got people, Jackie. Why did you say black on black crime? Well, what am I supposed to say? Would somebody tell me what I'm supposed to say hmm. when it's happening every day,
1: every day for no reason, no reason? Jackie, you and I both know. Right. The topic of of black on black crime, Mm -hmm. other communities simply look the other way. Mm -hmm. But we don't want to be honest that we have a major problem within our community with crime. Why are we in such denial about that? Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: It's a sad story. But if they want to make the world better, they're going to have to change the whole attitude. They're going to have to see what's really happening if they want to stop losing their loved ones, not only kids, nieces, nephews, cousins, family members, and friends. If you want to stop this violence, this violence, you're going to have to realize and deal with the issue head on, head on to stop this violence. Don't say, oh, well, that's my neighbor friend, and um, I can't tell on him. That's where that snitching thing comes. I can't tell on him because, hello, your neighbor friend and killed somebody, they might come after you. So why you can't tell on him? So these are the things that's happening. That's what we got a lot of work to do.
1: That's all I can Agreed, say. agreed. We are talking to a legendary uh, community activist, community leader, based out of harlem new york her name is jackie rowe adams she knows what she's talking about she fights the good fight she's put in the work she also lost two sons not one but two to gun violence
0: tax day is coming oh no goldguide.com
1: and I, I want to ask now a question of you miss Roe Adams a question is put to me all the time why do communities of color continue to vote for Democrats when crime is the way it is when conditions are the way they are why not change and at least give a Republican a shot what do you say to that
2: well first of all it's been embedded in, in, in the heads of Democrats that you must vote for a Democrat because you're democratic Absolutely. well it, 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 it it's not embedded in my head okay what's embedded in my head and instilled in my head the one who do the work that get things done whether you Republican or Democrat or independent or whatever you are that's who I support. Because you have some Democrats that I'm sick and tired of, and that's the truth. And uh, do we have some great Democrats? We really do. And I support them wholeheartedly. But I also uh, uh, support some Republicans because I look at the person just like I don't look at the color. I look at the person. And what they have done, what have they contributed to their community? What housing have they made affordable for our communities? What health care have they made affordable for our communities? So some people just lazy and don't want to do the research. Now, that's the truth. They so used to just going to inform, oh, I'm Democrat, so we'll vote the whole lot. So education is the key. And I think we have to have more education and let people know you're not doing nothing bad because you like this Republican. You're not. You're not doing nothing bad because you like this Democrat because they've done something. They have done something. And you have seen what they have done. You have seen it. So we have to get education in place with real people and realize that Democrat, Republican, Uh, 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 what's the other independent? It's about the person do the work, put the work in. And that's what I'm about. And I have some other people right now. It's about that because I want our Democrats to get on the ball because a lot of them are failing us. They really are. And I don't care who don't like it. What I say, because it's truth. They are failing us and they better get on the ball. They better get on the ball. And people, some people are really realizing, and it's something because our young people, I talked to our young people that's turning 18 and everything. I said, don't get into the hype about saying, because you're Democrat. You pick your own party, but you're Democrat, but do some research and find out who's doing what.
1: What let let me done? say this. Let me say this. So every time uh, you come on, we we get a ton of emails uh, where people want to contact you and they want to donate to your organization. So before I say another word, how can people listening from around the country contact you and how can they donate to the organization that you have started for for parents that have lost kids to gun violence?
2: Well, they could contact me uh, through email, mothers at harlemmotherssave.org or they could go on the website www.harlemmotherssave.org or they could call 212 but I'm glad you asked that question because we really do need we really do need donations we really I'm going to tell you what have happened and um this is real. It's going to be unbelievable to you. But my organization Harlem Mothers Save is was not given money from state or whatever certain people because they said that Harlem Mothers Save Harlem Mothers Save is too into the police and work with the police too much, and that's why they were wow. given other organizations. And this is real now. Wait, you know wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait. Please, full stop. You were told by I'm sorry, I personally or, was not told, but
2: my the person the who gets our grants, who writes our contracts, was told that, and she told me.
1: So your grants person was told no money for your organization because you support the police and you're too close Absolutely. to the police. Absolutely. But isn't that exactly the goal to be to be close to the police for communities well, of color?
2: They, that's because they hate the police. They don't feel it. no. That's where that snitching or don't snitch come in or don't. Yeah, yeah. That people are very bad sometimes. And people don't look at again, just like the voting they don 't look at the work you do. They go by, oh well, we don't like the police, so every time we see her her organization with the police, absolutely because we don't do anything without involving the police, whether it 's New york uh, or Jersey, whether any place we go, we have contact with the police
1: and that's what, that is exactly what you're supposed to do so Fentanyl, and we are chatting with Jackie Rowe Adams, a major uh, community leader based out of New York. We had on earlier this morning a mother who lost her 19 year old son. And um, it's not an issue for just one community, right? She's from Ardsley, uh, New York, in Westchester County, an affluent community. Her son, Harris, came from an affluent family, but they lost him to, to drugs. And from your vantage point, what has been or is the impact of fentanyl and drugs?
2: Oh, it's the worst. And that's why I was totally against this, this new law that you could smoke weed or reefer, whatever it is, uh, in public and out, because you don't know what they're putting in there. And that is the impact. They're using those, fentanyl. they're putting these pills in a lot of stuff. They're putting them in your drinks. They're putting them in your cigarettes. They're putting them in the, uh, uh, I call it still old school reefer. And uh, they're putting it. And you know what the effect is? They, they, it reacts on you and it's making you bug out, make you crazy. And a lot of murders are committed because of that. And then as soon as it happened, they say mental illness. But the drugs made it mental illness. So I am total, total against it. And I am glad that it is people out there fighting it. I'm glad you're talking about it because we need more people to talk about it and realize this must stop.
1: This must stop. I'm still stuck on what you I, I want you to get to your story in a second, but I'm still stuck on what you said a minute ago that your organization that is out there fighting a good fight, I actually see the work that you do with the kids, unlike many other groups that get the money and never do the work. Mm -hmm. And your grants person was told, no, you can't get the money because you're too close to the police? Absolutely.
2: Now, truth be told, the only monies that he had to step in, and that was the mayor. He really did. Now he said, Jackie, you've been out here a long time we giving you money. And that's where it stops. We don't get money from. We don't get any private money uh, from organizations that's out there. Well, wherever they get the money, we don't get that. But we get the city money from the mayor. I have to say that, and we thank them, because we can't operate without money. But we were told, and the police know, the police know, because we told them they couldn't believe it. And then they said, I can believe it, because I am. The organization, everything we do, just like yesterday when we had the rally with all the ceasefire organizations, nobody, none of them told the police that we were going to be out there uh, um, having a rally. But guess who called the police? Me and said, that's where we're going to be. I want it secured. I want safe. Safety is the key. And that's what I believe in. Safety is the key. And no. And to this day, all this big money and millions and this and that coming to these organizations that know how to write up these papers and do a good job. So I'm glad that you asked me because we definitely need help. We definitely need help. But we gonna whether, listen, whether we have money or not, we're going to keep carrying on. But you need, it takes money to do this stuff. It takes money to
1: that, do this that stuff. Is, that is disgusting. And I, I do want to say this, um... I'm so happy you recently celebrated your 75th <laughs> birthday and the mayor came and major, major dignitaries came mm-hmm. because I, when I think about your story, it, it really does break my heart. And the fact that you're still standing is a miracle. I want you to tell your story of what happened Two sons, not one but two. Two sons lost in separate incidents to gun violence.
2: But before I tell my story, Dominique, I'm sitting here getting kind of emotional because you said about the birthday, and if you would have walked in there, I would have just that would have made my life. Because you know who really care about Dominique, Dominique, Jackie Rowe Adams. I really do. I just needed to say that because you, you I don't care what sky, where you at or what you're doing. You better call me. I don't care. And I don't care who don't <laughs> who don't like it, because it ain't about that. It's about who look out for you and who take care of you and who respect you and who care well, for you. And that's what I'm the about. same
1: heat, the same heat that you take for being supportive of the police. Imagine what I get. Uh, uh, on the radio and as as a public figure like yourself. I face the same criticism because to me, like you said, the police are all we have. And they do a great, outstanding job every day. And we need to stop this nonsense. But I, I want you to tell your story. So
2: as I sit here and talk to you, 40, it's hard to believe, but 40 six years ago, mm, how, how many years we, uh, no, 41 years ago, my first son got killed. He was 17 years old. And he went in the bodega on 122nd Street in Harlem and was looking at these fellas. And they said in the store, we should kill that. We should, for looking at us. This was, if you think about 41 years ago and what's happening now, nothing really changed. It's back. And the store owner ain't paid him no mind. But when my son left that store, they followed him. And they shot him on my mother's stoop. They shot him on my mother's stoop on 122nd Street. And that's where he died. And one of the reasons, too... I really support the police. All those years ago, when the store owner heard that he ran out and he said, there they go, there they go, the ones that was in the store and the police got them right away. I had the greatest respect for them then. They caught the shooters. It seemed just like yesterday. Just like yesterday. And families is hurting so bad. I hurt. But this is what keeps me going, knowing that I can't bring back my kids, but I could help another mother, another family from feeling the hurt and pain that I feel. And that's what keeps me going because I have something to live for. I can make a difference. 16 years later, who would think that another one of my sons would get killed? He was 28. A 13-year-old killed my son. And that's why when they talk about, oh, the 13-year-old, they juvenile. We can't put them in the, in the, in the big prison, Lock them up. lock. If you take a life like that, I don't have no sympathy because I experienced it. A 13-year-old killed my second son. A 13 and a 17, but they put the gun in the 13-year-old's hand to kill my son. So, fast forwarding, I'm still in shock on that second son. You know, I deal every day, but within my soul, I said, I just I still can't believe Tyrone is gone. You know, and I deal with it every day. But when I see that we saving lives, Harlem mothers and fathers say we have fathers now. So we say, they say, please, you've gotta say, fathers, Harlem mothers and fathers save. It's making a difference and helping ease some of the pain and letting them know that they're not alone. And, it's, and, and, and people out there, to help them, that's what helped me get over. I know, never get over, but that's what helped me survive, survive, knowing I could help somebody. I could help somebody with education and prevention. That is so key. And, you know, we, have, we started off with five mothers. Now we have 50-plus mothers and fathers. And it goes on and on and on. And this is just not And This is city-wide. This is statewide. This is statewide. We go to Albany. We have families out there. We have families in Philly. We have families down south. And you have people from Long Island. They all come to to our support group. So when they hear about the support group, they're here because I could tell you, you could say to me, Jackie, I know your pain. No, you do not, Dominique, because you didn't experience it. You don't know my pain. But see, they know that we know their pain. And that's why. That's why they come because they want to share their pain and hurt. Because, see, we have some stories that will say, you know what? I saw my son. Now, I'm telling you a real story. I saw my son. My son used to come in the first one and, and sit down on the side of my bed. And after he got killed, that side of the bed would go down. And this is real. But when you say that to people, they're ready to call a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. But people that have experienced it understand what you're talking about, because this is real. And for a while, Anthony did that. And I told my mother, and she said, Jackie, just say to him that you're scared, because I was scared. And when I said that, I know it sounds crazy, but when I said that, he stopped coming around. Then I said, oh, I don't see uh, Anthony no more. Yeah. Yeah. So these, this is what we go through as mothers and fathers and families that have taken that loss like that. These are the things we go through. Am I healed? Absolutely not. But we are fortunate to have a doctor that due to bereavement and, and, and grief counseling, Dr. John Palmer, he used to be the director at um, Harlem Hospital. He comes faithfully to our meetings, and he do one-on-one with them for perpetuity. We don't have money to pay him. So he took that on because he he knows the grief and trauma that we deal with. And you know what? Uh, That's my story.
1: And um, one more time, please, in wrapping this up, because every single time, the moment you get off the air, I'm deluded in terms of what emails about you from around the country and people asking how can they donate. So one more time, how can they reach you? How can they donate?
2: They could go to our website, www.harlemmothersave.org, or and, or they could call us, 212 234 or they could send it to our P.O. Box, P.O. Box 2110, New York, New York, 10027, um, and that's it, and The email is mothers at Harlem Mothers Save. We are on 128th Street, 306A, where it's 128th Street. But I thank you so much. And I just want to say, please, elected officials, please support our police. Please support our kids. Organizations, take this real serious. Because we, the community, can stop some of this violence. But we have to pay attention that we are killing each other, not the police. The police, yes, they have did their share of killing. But let's focus on being outraged when we kill each other. Let's focus on that. And let's support the police and help them do their job. And these elected officials have to stop making it hard for the police to do their job, and it's one elected official that I am really, and you know what, and I want to say it. I get repercussion, but I don't care, because enough is enough. You know who is one of, you might not want to hear it, but you know, I could talk to you. You know who is one of the elected officials that is so negative. If you say, go high, he go low. You say A, he, he say, do B. Jamani Williams is the most negative and hate and, and and have a problem with the police and he's better stop causing confusion. Wait a minute,
1: wait a minute. Jackie, Jackie, you, heard you, what you I know said. what Jackie? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, mm. time time out, time out here. You've opened up another whole can of worms. You just said that the man next in line to become the mayor of New York City, Jamani Williams, the public advocate, that he's one of the most negative you've dealt with? Let me tell you. Jamani Williams
2: I do not think will not be mayor. Jamani Williams keep a lot of confusion going. Jamani Williams is turning a lot of our young people because people follow him not everybody now I'm not saying he don't do nothing he do something but he also contributes and he is a major figure and he should be ashamed of himself because what he does is turn a lot of the young people against the police and that's probably because he had interaction like people have had but you know what you said it he is a figure And it's people that like him because he keeps controversy going. And I doubt it, very serious, if he's next in line or if he runs for mayor, I'm going to do my best to say absolutely not. Okay? And you know what? He never really did nothing to me. And Jamani knows how I feel, and that's the thing. Now, I don't dislike him, but I dislike some of his behavior. And he must stop as a leader our kids, against our police. And that's what he's doing. I'm out there on the ground. I know a lot of his people that work for him. I like them. Hey, but I have a problem, and somebody got to speak about it publicly and say, Jamani Williams, stop, because you have a child, or you have two, and you don't want... One day, the police might have to save them. So then he better think about what he's doing. And that's what I have to say and guess what? I don't take it back. I said it, and it's true. Now, let's deal with the truth. Is he a good man? I'm sure he is a good man, but not good for the people turning them against the police. How are you going to be a leader? A great leader is a great leader. A great leader don't turn the kids against the cop and people in negativity all the time. or Everything that 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 Get done in the city. He have a problem if it's positive, okay? So that's how I feel, and it's real. Have he ever wow. done anything to me? No. And 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 so nobody can say, oh, just because he ain't not get, uh, uh, can't say that. But I see it. I'd be so mad. I said, stop it, stop it. I'll be saying to myself, stop it, jamani stop it. And that's real. Yes, he is a figure, and he need to take. Leader and ownership of he being someone that people are looking at as a leader. That's not a leader. That don't constitute a good leader for me.
1: And who knew Harlem leader Jackie Rowe Adams is not, emphasis, is not a fan of New York City public advocate Jamani Williams. And that is all the time we have for this episode. Thank you, folks, for joining us. You can catch me live on 77 WABC weeknights, Monday through Thursday, midnight to 1 a.m. And Sundays, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Go check out the Dominic Carter Merchandise at the 77 WABC store from Dominic Carter, t-shirts, the hats, and much more. Go to WABCRadioStore.com. You can also order my remarkable book on my life of overcoming obstacles that you can't even begin to imagine at the 77 WABC store. It's titled No Mama's Boy. You can also get the book at my website, Dominic DominicCarterOnline.com, Dominic where the book will be signed by me. Also follow me on YouTube where you will see videos from me about this podcast and the radio show. YouTube.com forward slash Dominic Carter. YouTube.com forward slash Dominic Carter. We will see you the next time, Dominic Carter Red Apple Podcast, Talk Radio 77, WABC. I
0: gotta make it. Dominic Carter Socials on Twitter at Dominic TV and Facebook and Instagram. Dominic Carter TV. Email at Dominic.carter at WABCradio.com. Until the next episode, be well. And as Dominic always says, Stay positive. The glass is always half full, never half empty. Dominic Carter City Hall. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. O, 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 O'Reilly
1: Auto Parts.